Hello and welcome to One Controller Per Podcast, episode 47. I'm Benjamin Yoder here to talk to you today again about about the video games, about stuff, about video game stuff. Um, the, the first thing, first order of business, I th- I finally completely finished Toki Den Two. Not completely. I didn't do any of the online extra content, but I was playing with a group of people and we wanted to finish the online content, so we finally finished all the online content. So, so we are done. We are good, and I'm done with Tokyo 2. I love Tokyo 2. It's a great game. Um, I recommend it to anyone who likes Monster Hunter style games, or if you're looking for, if you're looking to be introduced to Monster Hunter style games, I think Tokyo 2 is a great place to start. Um, it's a lot more friendly. For it's a lot more. It has a, a a really well fleshed out single player experience, and the online is pretty friendly for playing together with people. Um, there are a few little hiccups here and there. It's not as good as something like God Eater or something where you can essentially just play the entire game, uh, side by side by everyone else, but so pretty good. Um, so I finished Tokyo Den 2 and I'm kind of wrapping up my time with Dragon Ball Z Fighters. I think I'll have an article up this week that is less about Dragon Ball Z Fighters and more of just my, my play style when it comes to fighting games and, um, how I kind of don't, <laughs> that doesn't mix well with Dragon Ball Z Fighters, but I still had a really good time with Dragon Ball Z Fighters. I really enjoyed it, and I think if I decided to spend more time with it, I would definitely enjoy it more than I than I do right now. But, um, uh, yeah, I think I'm, and I mentioned this article, I think I'm kind of done with Dragon Ball Z particularly. Um, admittedly, this mix of Dragon Ball Z and Super, I think Super is what it's called, and um, I haven't cared to watch Super or anything like that really either. But um, yeah, I, uh, I I played probably about like five five or so hours of it, maybe a bit more than five. Um, and just played a bunch of ranked matches online and really really enjoyed it. Uh, got my my butt kicked, but I typically don't mind getting my butt kicked in those games. Um, although there are some times where, like, you end up in these incredibly long chains and you're like, I don't know what to do anymore. (laughs) I don't know what to do with anything that's going on here other than just, you know, try to get out once I do get an opening and hope I don't get, like, straight back into another chain combo. (laughs) Um, so, yeah, that's kind of been the the big stuff I've been playing recently, as well as I started Fancy Star Online 2 again. Um, I originally played Fancy Star Line 2, the beta, and then I've started over maybe two or three times since then. So this is the like the fourth or fifth time I'm trying to start over again. We'll see. I think this time will be okay because A, I have a, a good internet connection now because I buy my own internet. Um, also, I have a good PC now, so it's like it's not going to run like garbage and I won't be disconnecting all the time. So, so that's good. We'll see. We'll see. I think I feel pretty good about it this time, but you know, I'm just starting. I'm like level seven or something like that. So it's not like I'm anywhere particularly close to being invested in Fantasy Star Online 2 yet and like figuring out where it fits in my life and when that playtime is. Because finding time to play games like that is, it can be pretty tough. It can be easy and tough because you can like set aside a time to play those games, but at the same time you can kind of end up get, getting stuck in like a slog. I remember when I was playing Final Fantasy XIV, there was probably a good three or four months where I would log in, do my dailies, and then log out um, immediately, and I I eventually got really miserable doing that and kind of stopped playing the game. I don't remember, that might have been the time I kind of stopped playing the game in its entirety. Um, I eventually went back and, and finished all the content up to 2.55. Uh, but I have not gone 
to like 3.0 or anything like that but daily content uh, in that game it had some interesting stuff in it but um it just was so grindy i probably should not have interacted with it really because it probably would be better to just push on doing new content all the time keep things more lively and fresh but hey that's something for when i get back to final fantasy 14 eventually all these big mmos and online games and rpgs endless rpgs even it's just like uh uh, I gotta find the way, find the way to to manage and balance that stuff. Um, so one thing I did want to talk about uh, was uh, a couple weeks ago I wanted to talk about the Wii and we we in virtual consoles titles I ended up picking up back when uh, the virtual console and we were they're not shut down but they're kind of more or less for all intents and purposes. If you haven't given money to the shop already, you can't buy anything off of it. So they're, for all intents and purposes, unless you have money sitting on that account or you just need to re-download your games, uh, that service is dead. Um, so I, I have a little list here because I spent I didn't spend a lot of money. Unlike like uh, the Xbox Live Indie uh, stuff that was like one to three dollars each, WiiWare and Virtual Console is like. <sighs> Like the minimum is typically five dollars. The most is like twenty bucks. So um, so yeah, I didn't pick them a lot. I don't know if there's any order to these. I think these are by WiiWare and Virtual Console. So WiiWare first, Virtual Console next. Um, I ended up picking up Gabriella's Ghostly Groove Monster Mix. I always thought that game looked really cute. It's like a little um, I don't know if she's a monster. I think she's a human, but she's like this little like pale, pale, sickly looking girl who's like dancing with all these monsters, these like cute monsters like Dracula and the werewolf. And I think there's like some outfit customization things and some basic rhythm mini games. I'm I'm typically okay with basic rhythm mini games. Um I like I like stuff that is not too overly complicated because I don't typically spend a lot of time with each individual one. I definitely have like with Donkey Konga I got to the point where I was actually pretty decent at it, but I never get like good at Donkey Konga or something like that. Um, and so Gabriella's Ghost Ghostly Groove doesn't look very good, and I think it's motion control based, so I'm not sure how good it's going to be, even if it is, you know, something. But but it has a cute style, and I think there's a dress-up mechanic, so I'm kind of interested in that part of it. Um, I picked up both My Life as a King and My Life as a Dark Lord, which are two Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles projects. I like Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles a lot. I haven't really interacted with the series that much since Crystal Bears, although I think these came out before Crystal Bears. So I pretty much, I've played Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles and I've played Final Fantasy Crystal Bears, and I have a copy of Echoes in Time, but have not played it. Um, so now I'm sitting on three Crystal Chronicle titles <laughs> that I that I haven't really played. The biggest issue with those, though, is that they have a lot of DLC, and I can't load money or anything. And actually, I don't even know if the DLC is available. It might not let you buy any. Um, but we'll we'll see. They're they're kind of little um little town uh management simulator games, and it's a lot of like sending soldiers off to go do battles, and while you wait for the results and things like that. Uh, the big one that I think everybody was always getting, like, a bunch of, I saw a bunch of gifts floating around on Twitter about it, uh, Muscle March, the one where you're, like, a flexing muscle man who's posing as a, chasing a, I think it's, like, an alien who stole your protein powder, and you have to pose through the wall and stuff like that, um, um, that is, I picked that up, look up Muscle March if you want, it's better to just look at that game rather than describe it, uh, Tomina Sana, um, which is a auto-runner from Konami, and I think it's actually on mobile phones these days. 
Um, but essentially, you're just a businessman who's running through a bunch of environments, and you press a button to um, platform over them or interact with the characters, like fighting delinquents and stuff. But it's pretty much single button presses. It's got some pretty good music, and it's got a nice, a nice style to it. I've been wanting, I had been wanting it for a while, and if I I don't know. In in retrospect, it's on mobile, so I probably should have just you know got the mobile version. But hey, you know, I don't know. It was probably like eight dollars, five eight dollars. So I don't think it would have been. Uh, it was a big big deal. Uh, got Castlevania Rebirth. Um, just Castlevania the Adventure. Sorry, Castlevania the Adventure Rebirth. Um, I, I I'm a big Castlevania fan, so that was kind of a must for me. Um, and I haven't played most of the, so, so the Castlevania games I have left really are Castlevania 2, um, Bloodlines on the Genesis, all the Game Boy games, the original Game Boy games, so Adventure, Legends, and I think Legends 2, I think is what their names are, I'd have to double check, um, and, um, and the MSX version of Castlevania 1. It's a, it's a lot of little weird straggling titles here and there, and the Adventure was one of them. Um, I don't think there's anything particularly interesting about the Castlevania the Adventure Rebirth that I ever saw, but hey, maybe it'll be a good game. We'll see. I, I played a little bit of it. It seemed alright, but you know, there's a lot of those pretty standard, straightforward, like, Castlevania, you know, side-scrolling games that are more, um, more kind of level-focused. Um, and I feel like Rondo of Blood is still, like, the, well, I played Dracula X Chronicles, I should say, on the PSP, so Dracula X Chronicles, for me, is probably the peak. I have not played the original Rondo of Blood, which might be the peak from what I hear, but we'll see. Um, I picked up Zombie Panic in Wonderland, which is, like, a weird little, like, I don't know if on rails is the right word, because it's more of a gallery shooter. You're, you stand in one spot, and you sit there and shoot a bunch of zombies and stuff. I always thought it kind of looked cute. But, um, yeah, I don't know. You just pretty much sit there and shoot stuff and I like pointing and shooting stuff with the Wii remote. That's, that's probably one of my favorite things to do in the, uh, on the Wii. Uh, Family Pirate Party? I bought this because I had $5 extra left over <laughs> and I didn't know what to do with it. Um, it looks like a little Mario Party clone. It's got a cute style, but everything about the Family series on the WiiWare was, always looked like super generic and I don't expect much out of it. I doubt I'll ever play with anyone which probably makes it even worse that I picked Pirate Party specifically because it's basically Mario Party. Um, but you know, you know, sometimes you just pick that stuff up. Sometimes you just do whatever you want. <laughs> um, I got Yumi and the Cubes which is the last title by Warped I believe that um, I believe is his last title before he passed away. Kenji Ito I believe his name was. Um, so I picked that up. I don't know much about it. Uh, Warped makes games like D. Um, I'm trying to think what else they made. Uh, Enemy Zeroes, The Big Gun, other one. Um, I'm blanking. They made a lot of stuff for like the 3DO and the Sega Saturn and stuff like that. Uh, Echo Shooter Plant 530, I believe is what it's called. Um, that's a on-rail shooter based off uh, the Hogan Alley can shooting game. Uh, I don't remember much about it, but I'm interested to play it. It was pretty pricey. It was like 20 bucks. Just an on-rail shooter, essentially, where you shoot stuff. You know, pretty common on the Wii, but but it's a Nintendo-published thing, and, and, and it's based off some weird old property, and that, that was enough to get me to try to check it out. Uh, Let's Catch, which is by Prope and Yuji Naka, is basically a baseball game. I originally, or I mean a bas baseball game, a catching game, so you're throwing the baseball back and forth at each other. I've heard that it ha it is surprisingly good, so I decided to pick it up, check it out my myself. And then I also got Overturn, which is like a... Um, 
like a uh, virtual on for WiiWare. Um, it looks like it had a nice style as well, so I decided to pick it up and, and give it a, give it a go. Although I think the big the big focus of the game was probably the online, and I'm the online's offline at this point. So, but there's a story mode, so I'll poke around in it at some point. The only weird thing about WiiWare stuff in particular is because now that there's no official way to get a lot of this stuff anymore, if I were to make a video or an article, it'd be like, hey, if you want to play this, you just gotta pirate this stuff. But hey, you know, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. It's not like people particularly buy the stuff I write about anyways. <laughs> I think I'm still the only person who owns Super Panda Ball. And I'm curious how many views that video has. It probably is not as many as I'd like it to be. Um, I think my Aconcagua video has gotten uh, more more views than than it originally did, which made me is making me fairly happy. It's like a very slow and steady burn. That Aconcagua video is really good. If you haven't watched it, uh, go to my channel and check out Aconcagua. That's my, at least I'm very proud of that video, I should say. Uh, maybe I shouldn't say it's very good. Um, because, hey, that's ultimately up to you. I'm the one who made it. So um, maybe I don't have a place to say whether it's good or not. Uh, let's see. Where is Super Panda Ball? I think it's been like a year since I did that Super Panda Ball video, which is pretty ridiculous. Na -na -na -na. We're going to stop and sit here. And I've posted too many videos. Um, okay, this might look about right. There's my Yoshi touch and go video. Sorry for this this, this dead air. I'm curious how many views it has. There's my PHP Splash stuff. I'm playing. So as I'm scrolling through here and seeing some PHP Splash stuff, I want to say I am playing Beach Peach Beach Splash. I'm really enjoying um, it. So essentially, I got invited to like a esports league. My Super Panda Ball video has two or thirty views. So yeah, not a lot of people. Anyways, Peach Beach Splash. Um, quick side note: uh, there's like a PBS esports group. I think it's literally called PBS-esports.com. I said that really weird, but that's okay. Look up PBS esports on Google. It will probably come up. Um, and they're playing at set times between uh, five p.m. 5 p.m. EST to 9 p.m. EST. So you can actually get some PBS games now. So I've played a few PBS games here and there. And it's been a good time. Because, um, you know, I really like that game. It's just been dead. And that's why I haven't really been playing it. <sighs> Should we go on to Virtual Console? We could skip Fortune Cookie this week and do Virtual Console. Let's do Virtual Console. Let's just go ahead and get this stuff out of the way. Uh, Chrono Trigger, I went ahead and picked up. The big reason that reminded me to pick up Chrono Trigger is that Steam version came out and everybody hated it. And I remembered that if most people seem to like the Super Nintendo version of Chrono Trigger the most. I hear a lot of good things about the DS version, although I remember the sound quality. And I think there's some questions about the translation as well. Um... But I've also heard this question about the translation of the Super Nintendo one. So it's probably just pick your poison kind of thing. Uh, figured I'd just play the original Chrono Trigger and, and, and leave it be. I don't. I like playing things on a, on a console more than portable. So, yeah. Uh, I hear the PS1 version's okay as well, except for the load times. Uh, I picked up Glaylancer, which is kind of an on-rail shooter. I figured I'd pick up one more on-rail shooter off the virtual console. Not an on-rail shooter, sorry. It's like a side-scrolling shooter. Um, apparently it's a pretty pricey Sega Genesis game, I think. Um, and so somebody released it. It's an import only title. Um, has some like little anime cutscenes stuff. Not anime cutscenes. Like it's, it's an anime style game with some cutscenes, but it's not really like, it's not like a CD game or something like that. So it's not like fully animated or as fully animated at all as they were with stuff like, you know, Lunar and stuff like that. I picked up Yeast 1 and 2. 
Don't know much to say about that other than the TurboGrafx version. For some reason, I've been obsessed with playing instead of any other version. So I guess I'm playing the TurboGrafx version of 1 and 2. Um, so I picked that up. Uh, Rolling Thunder 2. I like the style of Rolling Thunder a lot. I'm not sure how I feel about the gameplay, but I'm a big Shinobi fan, at least of some of the titles. I've played probably about four or five Shinobi games that I really loved. And, um, and Rolling Thunder, I think the original Rolling Thunder came out before Shinobi, so Shinobi was kind of built off of Rolling Thunder. I'd have to double check the release dates. But Rolling Thunder 2, it looks like a cool little, like, uh, police, uh, <laughs> police side-scrolling shooter thing where you, like, jump between the two levels and stuff. It's It's got a, a unique feel. I don't know if I've really seen people try to recreate that, like, Shinobi two-layered level kind of feel where you, like, jump between the two different planes. I'm sure somebody at some point has made something with indie games these days. Half the time I hear people say, oh, I'm playing this indie game. Like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I have no idea what indie game you're talking about at all. Um, and I, yeah, I don't know. That might save a lot about what people think when I talk about random shit nobody cares about. <laughs> Princess Tomato in the Salad Kingdom is like an adventure game that has a really cute style from what I've seen. So I decided to pick that up. You're a bunch of little vegetables that are running around on adventure. I think it's like a murder mystery maybe. Um, and then, uh, oh, I didn't <laughs> I didn't get the name for this game. Let me see if I can look it up. Um Uh, Do Doremi Fantasy, which is like a a platformer with like a little like um, gnome looking guy. Mylon, a young boy. I think this is technically a sequel to Mylon's Secret Castle. Yeah. And it's like a, a side-scrolling um, platformer, I believe. It's got a very cute and vibrant style to it. Um, and it's also Japanese only. So um, I, I heard typically good things about it. It has a nice, very appealing visual look to it. And... Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm curious to 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 check it out. I hope there's you know, I hope it has some good music. It seems to be music focused, so I'm I'm hoping for that. But uh, yeah, I think that's it. Let me see. Yep, that's it. I do have some other virtual console and WiiWare games, but um, unfortunately my Wii died, so they're on my SD card, but nobody or I can't access them. So if I ever want to access them again, I'll probably have to look into um hacking a Wii again and then just loading the actual uh whatever files type those are on there. So that's the list of stuff I bought. It was a lot of money. These services going offline, it's cost me a lot of money. <laughs> I I dread the day that like the PlayStation 3 version of the PlayStation Store goes down and like I'm sure not everything will be transferred over to PS4. So, you know, at some point some of that stuff's going to go away. Hopefully a lot of it's on Xbox 360 where that stuff seems to be, you know, at least sticking around for now. But I mean, that stuff is, even that is questionable what stuff is moving forward because like, you know, licensing and things like that. Um, so yeah, digital services, they're, they're a problem. <laughs> they, they come with a lot of convenience, but they, at the same time, uh, you know, you have to worry about this stuff going away at the very least with like virtual console stuff that stuff's very been readily available for years and you know the big thing here is that if you wanted to buy something legitimately because i mean most of these are like super nintendo games nes games and all those as far as i can tell emulate well um i did have some issues last time i played secret of mana on emulator but hey i don't like secret of mana very much so <laughs> i'm not too concerned uh, i have two copies of secret of mana now with the super nintendo mini classic so yeah I don't know. I guess that's going to do it for this week, though. I'm trying to think if there's anything else really sticking around. I, I, I posted a Draconis article. 
I think last time I told you I wasn't planning on having an article up, I, I pulled together a old review that I apparently never published, cleaned it up, put it out, Draconis, uh, Medieval Knights on Ice is what I call it. Um, um, so I, I recommend checking that out. That's an interesting Dreamcast uh, third-person action game by Treyarch, of all people. Uh, I think it's their only original IP as well that, that was not licensed, unless there's like some weird Draconis license that I don't know about. Uh, I like that game a lot. A lot of a lot of problems with it, but the problems are also why it's good. So it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, they could have fixed it, but if they fixed it, it'd just be a pretty boring third-person action game, or like pretty standard at least. So, Draconis, Cult of the Worm. I think there's an I think there's a old game called Draconis that's a completely different game. So Draconis: Colon Cult of the Worm, Worm, Worm. W-Y-R-M. That's going to do it for this week. I'm going to send Dragon Ball back this week. We'll see what we end up happening, happening, you know, with Gamefly stuff. I held on to Dragon Ball for way too long, so I got to manage that list. Um, I haven't really worked on my Xenoblade stuff, unfortunately. It got so dense and, and nasty that it's almost been kind of impenetrable to start working on it. Um, but I'll try to set some time aside. I would, I will see if I get to work on it today, but I'll probably be out for a good chunk of the day. So it might have to happen during the week, which means, you know, work is happening and and that causes its own problems. And I need to do other things like, uh, go grocery shopping at some point. So yeah, uh, that'll be, that'll be it. I think, I think I'll have a Dragon Ball article, Dragon Ball article up this week, but it's less about Dragon Ball and more about my, my issues with fighting games, not issues with fighting games, but how I approach fighting how I approach fighting games and how Dragon Ball is kind of inherently incompatible with that in some ways. <laughs> um, but it's not a problem with Dragon Ball Z. It's a problem with me. It, the problem's me. That's gonna be it. Thank you guys so much. Have a good week. Bye.